0: All right, guys, let's go and open our Bibles. Acts, Acts chapter number three. Last time we were together, um, let me check my YouTube channel here. I know that we got down to verse number 17. Uh, Acts chapter three, verse number 17 is where we got. So let's go and pick up where we left off and see how far we can get today. Uh, Acts chapter 3, verse number 11, just for some context here. <clears throat> now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people came together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Um, and then in verse 12, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, Why do you marvel at this? Why do you look so intently at us as as though by our own power of godliness we have made this man to walk? Now notice still, this is a theme that we've been hitting here. Peter is addressing Jews. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his son Jesus, whom he delivered delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined... To let him go. And again, we pointed out last time this verse was used by Martin Luther to justify anti Semitism. Um, The Nazis later, unfortunately, referred to the writings of Luther as justification as well for what they did uh, to the Jews. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. And in verse 16, And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So notice Peter is... Just focusing on Jesus. He's still preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Yet now, he says, Brethren, and again, when he says, Brethren, there, he's addressing Jews. There's no Gentiles in this picture. He said, And yet now, Brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as also did your rulers. <clears throat> now, one of the things I pointed out last time is that I believe Peter is pointing back to the law. As a means of I guess not condemning Israel but saying that Israel unintentionally killed their Messiah and I think he's, he's referring back you'll remember when in the Old Testament if you unintentionally killed someone you could run to a city of refuge so there was some mercy granted but if you intentionally killed somebody and it was proven Then, you know, it was eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life. So some believe, I believe that Peter here is is setting up a a case that Israel killed their Messiah in ignorance, which opens the door for them still to be dealt with, uh, opens the door for them to still be offered the kingdom and the restoration of all things. Um, so it's an important distinction that I think needs to be made in the text because had they been guilty, um, they would have been guilty of murder and the kingdom would have been removed from the table. Um, and of course, Paul, as we mentioned last time, <clears throat> agreed with this assessment because he said in 1 Corinthians two, seven, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages of of our, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So it's establishing their, are in their ignorance, they did this, therefore God is still dealing, uh, with the people. Um, and then in verse number 18, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, and he has thus fulfilled. Of course, the Old Testament um, foretold that the Messiah would be rejected, but that still does not minimize the fact that the offer was legitimate. Just because God knows, just because God is omniscient or God has foreknowledge doesn't mean that the offer, you know, that's to me, that's just as preposterous as saying that just because God knows someone is not going to choose Him, that's there's a big difference between that and God, um, God uh, predestined someone not to choose Him. I don't God, you know, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world, condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved. But God knows how the story ends. God knows who will and who won't. And just the fact that he knows who will and who won't just means he's God. It's his sovereignty. Um, So God knew that his son would be rejected, even though He still, just like Adam and Eve, he created them, he put them in the garden. He knew they were going to rebel against him. He knew that they were going to end up kicked out, but he still offered them life. He still laid down the rules and told them, if you'll do this, it'll be good. If you don't, it won't. Um, I mean, that's a choice. I have set before you this day, blessing and cursing. Choose this day whom you will serve. We all make that decision every day of our lives. So In verse 18, he says, repent, therefore, in lieu of everything I've just told you, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And the times of refreshing is the kingdom. It's the the time of refreshing the kingdom Um, that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. So the times of restoration of all things, same theme. Um, We know that that's going to happen now, yet future, because the Jews rejected him. Um, when you read the book of Revelation and it talks about the title deed to the earth, um, it's the world being restored, the world being redeemed uh, back to God. This also clearly indicates that Peter understood that even though they did repent, and this is where I want you to focus, okay? Uh, what if they had repented at that time. What if they would have been national repentance? The Jews turned to their Messiah. What would happen? Well, most people say, well, Jesus would have come back. Yeah, but what about what precedes the second coming of our Lord? The tribulation. The tribulation still would have had to happen before Christ could have come back. So if they would have repented right there, the tribulation, they would have immediately went. There's no way around Daniel's 70th week. It still would have had to have happened. Remember what Peter preached. Um, Look in Joel chapter 2, verse number 28. These are the the words. This is what Joel, that Peter quoted. When Joel chapter 2, he quoted... um, 28 and 29 uh, I'm in job uh, let me get to Joel 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 2 uh, 28 and 29 this is what Peter said you remember when Acts first started he said this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and he quotes two verses from the Old Testament book of Joel he says, And it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Peter said, This is that which was spoken by Joel. And he quotes chapter 2, verse 28 and 29, and doesn't lose a breath between the two. He says, my spirit will be poured out on all flesh your sons and your daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon my men servants and all my maid servants i will pour out my spirit in those days and then peter kept reading he read verse number 30 and i will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood and fire and pillars of smoke and the turn the the sun will be turned into darkness the moon into blood before the awesome and day of the Lord. And then it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's exactly what Peter quoted. So Peter actually quoted 2, 28, 29, 30, and 31. Go back over into Acts and see what I'm talking about. In Acts chapter number 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come and looked down in... Um, verse number 14, 2-14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice, said, unto the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known unto you. And heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour. But this is that which is spoken of by Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons, your daughters will prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. That's Joel 2, 28, 29. And then in verse number 19, he picks up in 30 and 31. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke and the, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what is Peter doing there? Peter is saying, if you will still, he says, this is that, this is Joel two, chapter two, being fulfilled. The kingdom is being offered to you. Okay. The spirit at Pentecost is poured out upon you. This is that, this is that the spirit's going to be poured out. Once you repent, and then blood, vapor, smoke, tribulation will come in and then the Lord will return. That's exactly what Peter is saying. So if that being the case, what would have happened if they had repented at that moment? National repentance for Israel. They would have went into the tribulation period. Daniel's 70th week, guys. There's no way around Daniel's, Daniel's 70th week. If, if they... If they had repented, Daniel's 70th week, the clock would have still started ticking from Jan Daniel 9. It would have had to have been fulfilled. Antichrist, the, the the title deed to the earth, all of that would have had to have happened. And then the Lord Jesus would have come back and God would have used the nation of Israel to reach the Gentiles. That was the initial plan. God was going to use the nation of Israel to reach the Gentiles. Of course, that didn't happen. The nation of Israel did not repent. So therefore, Pentecost happened. The Spirit was poured out, but it stopped right there. And then God raised up the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul instead took the gospel to the Gentiles. But one day, that times of the Gentiles, as it's referred to, is going to cease with the rapture of the church. And then Daniel's 70th week is going to happen again. Or not Daniel's 70th week. Daniel's 70th week is going to happen, but Pentecost is going to happen again. Uh, The Holy Spirit's going to be poured out again. God's going to raise up people to preach the gospel of the kingdom again. And we're going to be in the tribulation period. And then the second coming is going to happen. So, you know, a lot of people, and for years, I'm going to be honest, I was lost to that. I, I, I couldn't see that. And in many respects, if you don't see it that way, uh, to me, you're basically teaching replacement theology, in a sense, because you're saying, well, the Spirit was poured out on the church. Well, the purpose of Pentecost, I mean, I hate to break it for, to you, but the purpose of Pentecost was not to birth the church that you and I are a part of. The purpose of Pentecost was the national repentance of Israel. That was the purpose of Pentecost. We have no claim to Pentecost at all. So, you know, I hope you understand that. Uh, uh, Let's keep going. Um, Get back over into Acts. Uh, We were in verse number 19. Uh, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be, be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come. Um, and he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of him and his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, you, you Lord, the Lord, your God will pray, raise you up for a prophet like me from your brethren, him you will hear in all things whatsoever he says to you. In other words, Peter is saying, just as Moses delivered the nation from bondage, Jesus came to deliver the nation from bondage. Instead of a physical bondage, a spiritual bondage. In verse 23, and it shall be in, it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet. You remember Moses said, there's going to be, be one that comes after me. That's why they asked John the Baptist, are you that prophet? Are you Elijah? And we've talked about that. They were looking for that. They weren't totally ignorant. It's just the Messiah wasn't what they were looking for. They were looking for a political conquering king. And instead... You know, they rejected him and he became a suffering servant, which was already foreordained in the mind of God. I know that you know that but God is omniscient. He he knew what they would do. <laughs> um and then it says in verse twenty four, yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and and those who follow as many as have spoken have foretold these days. Notice Peter uses the word these days. He's saying all these prophecies, this prophetical stream for the nation of Israel is right now. It's being fulfilled right now. This These days. Not 2,000 years later. These days. He was expecting it to happen right now. Preaching gospel of the kingdom wanting national repentance. Had national repentance took place, Daniel's 70th week would have kicked in. The Jews would have had already turned to their Messiah. Um, the restoration of all things would have taken place and God would have used the Jews to reach the Gentile nations. Um, keep going. We'll, we'll see some more here in verse 25. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Again, Peter, addressing Jews, no Gentiles. The bottom line is that God's plan was to use the nation of Israel to reach the nations of the earth. In Deuteronomy 32.8, When the Most High divided their inheritance in the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, He set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. His desire was to use Israel. Isaiah 42.1 Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. In Isaiah 49, verse 5, And now the Lord says, Who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the preserved ones of Israel, and I will give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to whom Man to to him to him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers, king shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and He has chosen you. God was going to use the nation of Israel to reach the Gentiles. In um, Isaiah 59. I mean, it just goes on and on. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. Speaking of Israel, my spirit who is upon you and my words, which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants says the Lord from this time and forevermore. All through Isaiah, Isaiah 16, verse 1, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you, the nation of Israel. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. All these promises are for the nation of Israel, and anyone that quotes them and tries to apply them to the church of which you and I are a part are misappropriating scripture. In Matthew 5:14, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. Zechariah 8.23, Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men from every language of the nation shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. God desired national repentance. The Abrahamic covenant was threefold. It had to do with the nation, it had to do with the land, and it had to do with a king. The nation is Israel. The land is the promised land that Israel was given, and the king was the Messiah and the Savior. And once that Messiah was come, the fulfilling of the Abrahamic covenant, God would use them, the Jewish people, to reach the nations. So then he says in verse number 26, To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Again, he is not talking to Gentiles. He's talking to the house of Israel. It's very clear. Notice that the call was that every one of you would turn from your iniquities. God was not seeking individual um, repentance. He was seeking national uh, repentance from the nation of Israel. And had that national repentance taken place, the Davidic and the Abrahamic covenants would have been fulfilled. Of course, they did not. Rome came in 40 years later, destroyed the temple and the city, scattered them throughout the nations, and the times of the Gentiles came in on the scene, of which you and I are a part. Because God offered it to the Jew, the Jew rejected it. God raised up the Apostle Paul. He gave him the the hidden mystery, which was the church. But one day the church is going to be removed And God's going to focus his attention again back to the nation of Israel. And this time, they will turn to him. And he will return as a ruling, conquering king. And he will establish the kingdom on earth. And again, the kingdom is primarily Jewish yeah, we're going to reap the benefits and there's more we can talk about that. But anyway, uh, that's Acts chapter number three. Digest that. Pray about that. Read through those scriptures. Let me know if I can help in any way. Listen, God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember how much God loves you and he wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.